I just have this camera look directly at me, so I don't look that bad today. No, it looks great, it's I good think. Good lighting. Yeah. All right, yeah. Saturday, Down South's College of All Uncensored Podcast. Chris Marler. Yeah. What else are you doing? You're doing everything. I, I Do you work for Delta? I was confused. So <laughs> Delta tweets this, this weekend. No, I don't think Delta's ever going to talk to me again. I, there's a better chance of my ex is talking to me than Delta, for sure. Because mm. Delta was, I mean, if I wanted to fly Spirit Air, I would have flown Spirit Air. But this time it was like, listen, we are fancy Spirit Air. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if I went to like, I don't know, Paul's Chop House and I got like a McDouble. I love a McDouble yeah. um, from McDonald's. It's my favorite burger. But like also I wouldn't have gone to Paul's to fucking get that. Excuse my language. To get that. <laughs> We're not live, right? Nope. No, right. no, no. You can cuss. What, what's been the highlight of uh, media days? I know you you just skipped one day. Yeah, well, I didn't skip, but <laughs> Delta forced my hand on that one. Um, I thought I thought the Kirby thing was interesting. I The way he addressed everything, I think it's very interesting, the fact that Alan Judd got fired today after all Is that. Is that real? Oh, Shane, yeah. Shane tells me stuff. I don't believe yeah. him half the time. Uh, same, same. Well, honestly, Shane, like, I mean, like same for whenever he tells me stuff. I don't believe anything he says. Um, no, so apparently that happened. I think, oh, wow. like he was, he just continues to be, I think, the most impressive person when it comes to like speaking to his team through the podium. I, mm-hmm. I just really enjoy listening yeah. to Kirby. Um, what he's building has been incredible to watch. I, I mean, like it's not a secret. Like anybody that knows me, I don't necessarily like their fans on Twitter, but I love what, watching what he's building because it's so damn impressive for just yeah. from every single angle. Um, so that part was cool. I, I thought the Bama stuff was interesting today just yeah, because. But was it, though? I mean, like, I, I know Kirby came out. It, it felt like he had a mission and mm-hmm. a statement he wanted to get out there. But it, it felt like we got the same old Saban. Oh, I'm know. not talking about Saban oh, okay. either. The, 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 what was interesting for me about that was the, the players being so candid about their confidence going into the season. Yeah. Usually, usually you're, like, under – you know, the leash is always on right. with Saban, right? And so um, Kool-Aid Shane was – phenomenal yeah first off um but here in like jc latham i didn't necessarily love the whole thing about our standard is still above georgia's because i think that like the just the saying the standard is the standard is still like like both those programs are elite and they're both trying to win national championships one of those programs is performing to that standard and that's georgia it's not yeah. alabama um I, I think what i hearing that and then dallas turner saying openly that they want to return to joyless murder ball made yeah. me happier than anything I felt emotionally. And I don't even know how, long, because that is like, like that's like such a gump saying like gump Twitter type yeah. thing of being like joyless murder ball. But that's what I know you hate him, but like, I, that's why I'm excited about the Tommy Reese thing. Not just because when I wear a hat, we look alike, but I mean also because of the fact that like, I think they're going to get back to running the football behind a massive offensive line. And I think that that, that schedule is going to be tough early with, with Texas. I, but I love the fact they get, you know, some of those games that were close last year, yeah. they were on the road, they get all of them at home. I know that's the game plan, but what happens if the offensive line does not live up to yeah. it? I, I'm not a big believer in the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. They've had a number of five stars, mm-hmm. and they, they haven't lived up to the hype. What, yeah. what gives you the confidence that they can just flip that? I, I think that, like, at some point, like Latham and who was the other? They've run in two five stars. They're the number top one, two is Brock Meyer or something like that. Yeah. He's out at TCU now. Bama has missed a lot on the last couple of years. Um in term, you could say they miss, or they might just not be developing them. Like right. they're definitely not developing at the same talent level as as Kirby is in Athens by any means. I think that the amount of, of like just sheer size they brought in, like Caden Proctor, this you know this six eight kid from Iowa, mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to have a chance to play early. I just have a feeling that like, not to make an excuse, but I do think that you saw it more through these past recruiting cycles 
it's some places where you did miss on some of these like these recruiting rankings and these five stars because of like the COVID years and like it's hard to like necessarily get out and see like I mean a lot of these kids are robbed of their senior seasons anyway. Um, I, I think that's probably contributed to some of it, not just at Bama, but in general in college football. I do think there's a lack of development, and I do think at receiver and offensive line specifically, I just think that at some point it has to get back to what it was. Um, but, I mean, I, I could be totally wrong. So, like you said, if, if, you know, what's the Mike Tyson thing? Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Yep. If, I mean, that. What the, scare, the scary thing is for Alabama is if you get to November and you've lost to Tennessee again and you've lost to Texas, I think they're losing to Texas. If you lose both those games and you have no chance of winning a national championship and you then you're going into November, yeah, and then you get LSU and then you got to go on the road to Jordan Hare and at Auburn, then I could see the whole three four loss type situation because what do you have? To, what are they going to play for? Right. That that's like the nightmare. If you, if Bama did sneak into the playoffs last year, oh my god, who would have won the national championship? Not Bama. They you shouldn't have been in the okay. playoffs. No. I just want to make sure. No. Like, like that was. I, I remember when everybody was asking that. Like like 2017. Here, here's here's been my thing about Ohio State, right? Like they they won the SC, or they won the Big Ten or something mm-hmm. like that one year, and um, but they lost at Purdue, right? By like twenty eight or thirty one or something like that to an unranked team. The thing that's different, and I know you like to bring this up all the time, like that game they lost at A and M was the first game they lost to an unranked team in a hundred games. Mm-hmm. First time in a hundred games they had lost, haven't lost one since. Um, but I think that yeah, they should not have been in the playoff. And if yeah. they did, l- listen, if we're being honest. As, like, a diehard, like, Bama fan growing up and stuff like that, but also an objective, rational person sometimes when I haven't been drinking. Um, starting today? Starting today. <laughs> this is a new beginning. <laughs> um, I wanted no part of Georgia. Yeah. I, I wanted no part of Georgia. I didn't want to play. I wouldn't have wanted to play tennis. There's, there's five or six teams I don't think Bama would have beaten last year, and we saw they did They didn't yeah. beat. Yeah. Yeah. Are you mentally prepared? Oh, God. For Vol Twitter. <laughs> Tennessee whoops Bama's ass in Bryant Denny this season. I'm not mentally prepared for Vol Twitter ever. Okay. Ever. <laughs> right La- last year, Vol Twitter was so awful to me personally because of a accurate prediction that I made. I can't imagine if I say that they're going to lose to Bama and then they beat him. I can't imagine like the just the vicious attacks that would come from that. That that is like, and I get that it's Vol Twitter, but last year was a little bit. It, last year, I did not enjoy it. I, I will say, Vault Twitter obviously has had the crown for a while. Of but what? There's just volatile <laughs> yeah. Twitter base. Yeah. But let me ask you, there's some other programs sneaking up that list. Is there? <laughs> if you were to power rank two and three. Oh, Georgia's up there. Georgia's up there. there there's, I've, I coined this phrase last year, and it's like, I still, I still, I, you're starting to see it now, but this whole like, I call it being horny for disrespect. Like this whole this whole idea of like nobody respects us. Like it, that was so wild to watch. And you see, okay, here's here's the thing. I, and I hate to give this guy even like any fucking mention at all, but I'm going to. There, I'm not gonna say his name, but there's a guy on Twitter a couple weeks ago who put out a list and he started listing people by name, like actual people in the media. Mm-hmm. This guy has Bama. This guy has Bama. This guy has Michigan. This guy has, and like. I'm looking over this list because somebody sent it to me, I, I, and I was like, "There's no, none of this is real. Nobody has said this." Like, yeah. no, like and he's like, "We're getting so disrespected by the national media," and then you see it become a story from like Dog Nation Daily, which is like an actual, I thought, like credible and probably still, you know, is a credible like source. And they're like, Georgia just wants. I mean, Georgia fans just want to feel like respected, like they're the and acknowledged as the number one team in the country. And right. you, look, you flip through Phil Steele or Lindy's or Athlon, and it's like they're number one 
in everything. Yeah. Like, just because one person said, it's like, <laughs> I, I just, it, that that is the worst one. Ohio State has always kind of been up there. Yeah. Bama's, Bama's tough. Bama's, but Bama's fans are worse in real life. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're bad in general, but they're worse <laughs> in real life, for sure. Um, Does Alabama lose three games or four games this year? You have to pick one. You have to pick one. If I have to pick one, I would say I would say four between the two. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. I know. I know you too. You've been doing this for. I just. This is. This is like. I mean, yeah. Listen, let me just tell you a story, Mike. I I, I thought I was going to get married, and look at how that turned out. Remember, I just kept <laughs> just yep. kept moving the date back. Yep. Um, that's kind of what you've been doing this four loss prediction. Usually the first sign. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, COVID. Um, yeah. So I I yeah. Anyway, no, I I think I think that. What what scares me is I brought that whole thing up earlier about like the getting to November. Mm-hmm. There's a real chance that Auburn wins five games in a row going into Jordan Hare for that game. And if you mm-hmm. if you're a two or three loss Bama team with nothing on the horizon, like you don't have, like, say you lose to Texas and then you lose LSU, so your national championship hopes are hanging on by a thread and probably aren't really there, right? You'd have right. to win out and win the SEC to have a chance. Um, but if you lose to LSU and LSU is what they have one loss and they have the tiebreaker yeah you walk into jordan Hare with nothing to play for and and we saw how that looked in like you know in other years like 2013 when they did have a lot to play for or, or like 2017 when they were number one in the country i don't the last time i don't remember the last time they've gone to jordan Hare with nothing on the line i just don't think it would go i don't that's that is the worst possible scenario for alabama is to walk into that game because i i think that that has a chance just like with hypo with Saban probably on his way out the door in the next three to five years, you have a chance to turn those rivalries back and take all the momentum for both Tennessee and Auburn for the next several years before they figure out who's going to be the next coach. Yeah. As an Alabama guy, who scares you more, Hugh Freeze at Auburn or Jimbo at A&M? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's it's I can answer on both sides because or steps with in, old age. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we got to throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, First you said off. three to five years. I mean. Okay. What would that put saving at, 92, 93? No, first he's only 71. But I'm glad that you said steps with old age because what I was going to say, what scares me about Jimbo is in this in Biden's economy, just getting crippled here with a $67 million buyout is outrageous. Um, I think I think the answer is Hugh because we've already seen what he can do recruiting. He, he does such a – see, here's the thing. What people don't talk about enough with Hugh Freeze is the quick turnarounds that he's been able to have. When he was at Arkansas State, right, he won 10 games his first year. Arkansas State didn't have a winning season for 15 years prior to him getting there. He goes 10, he gets 10 wins year one. Ole Miss, they had Wait, lost. that can't be right. That's 1,000% right. Wasn't Brian Harson there and Gus Melzon there? They didn't After have winning him, seasons? At Arkansas State? He was the first? Yeah. They, they, had, they had one. I don't believe you. Okay. They had one in the last 23 years, and it was 1995, and they, they went 6-5. and five. Before, In the 23 oh. years prior, yeah, the, the, him right. getting there. That was great. Yeah. So they um, – they, <laughs> <laughs> they were on a roll that year. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that like when you look at Ole Miss, Ole Miss had a losing record in six of the eight years prior to that. They had one SEC win in the two years combined prior to him getting there. One in fifteen, he goes, he gets three wins. He wins the Egg Bowl, takes him to a bowl game year one. Um, the quick turnaround, and now he has a place where he can recruit to, and and has resources because yeah. like you guys are Tennessee guys. I've, I've said this since the start of the NIL. Places like. Like Tennessee, Miami, I think will probably at some point hopefully make a turn. But places like Tennessee, where you have a national footprint to recruit yeah. from and a and a very starved fan base and booster like like group that wants to win now, 
man, that that's Auburn. Like they they will they want to win. They want to win now. And again, they have a real good opportunity to turn the whole thing around from well, from Alabama. Well, going off that, I mean, we 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 talked about Brian Kelly. Mike's got him winning a national championship. Stupid, yeah, I mean, year sure. two. I agree. No. But genius. The pressure. You know, I mean, Hugh Freeze coming in, the expectations are already high, mm-hmm. you know, because the only stat they're throwing out there is how many times he's actually beat Nick Saban. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, how quick do you think this thing ramps up where they're actually competing with Alabama? I mean, I think in the nightmare scenario I said earlier, I think they can compete with a lot of things going their way this year. I would say year three yeah. is probably the one for me, and strictly because they get him back in Jordan-Hare. He's going to have his players in. Um because he, he mentioned this several times yesterday. I thought it was kind of telling. He, he brought up the fact that he, he said, at one, point, at one point in time, I thought I was one of the best play callers in all of college football. And what makes you a great play caller a lot of times is the players you have to call those plays for. And we had a lot of great players at Ole Miss and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, he obviously he had Malik, what's his name, Willis at, at, at uh, Liberty. But he mentioned, he said, we don't, we don't really have that. He's like, I like our roster. I like our QB room better than probably most. But, like, we don't have the roster, and he listed off, like, five or six teams. I think he included Florida in there, which was yeah. like, damn, if, you're not, if your roster's not up there with Florida, <laughs> we got a problem. Um, but I think he will turn that around very quickly. And in yeah. year three, when you get you get him back in Jordan-Hare, I think, I think they'll start competing then. It's just it's, – but it's also tough because now you got OU yeah. and Texas coming in. Have, have you done your ballot yet? No. 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 Who, do you, who do you have winning the West? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Don't start with me. <laughs> oh, like, okay, first off. How many years have you had them winning the West? Last year. You did. I was wrong. Yeah. Bullshit. That was the last year. Who's the third? Who do you got third in the East? Third in the East. Oh, that's tough. So, I think Hypo's got a lot to show me, but I have them at two. I do. Yeah. Um, I think Kentucky's going to be better than people think. And it's, so, it's because of something you said about how their, their schedule is basically just Georgia's, but you look at their logo and it's blue and white instead of red and black, right. and that's all we're talking about. So, I think I think that – Kentucky is going to have a good season. It's the schedule. It could be kind of tough, but I just think they have an improvement at quarterback, man. I do, and and I, I'm going to continue to, I guess, disrespect Shane Beamer ignorantly yeah. <laughs> and dumbly because he's proven me wrong every step of the way. Yeah. And since I live in Columbia, South Carolina now, I kind of just want to keep that train rolling for good luck, because um, it's so awesome what he's been able to do. But that schedule's not easy, man. Yeah. What's the vibes like down there? They're, they're hot as, as shit. It's so hot. <laughs> the expectations, though. I mean, they're they're all fired up, right? They are. They're they're real fired up. And I think I think more than anything is um, beating Clemson last year was just like the monkey off your back on that, and doing it in in Death Valley, right? Yeah. Um, the back to back wins, beating Tennessee was cool. I think for them, and you know, you put up all these points. I think that's a they, signature win for a lot of people. Is it mm-hmm. for Georgia State? It was for sure. So um, yep. I think that when you talk about Tennessee going there. That's a revenge game, obviously, this year. Um, but South Carolina beating Clemson the next week. Yeah. I think if you replay that Tennessee game, even if Milton plays the whole game, nine times out of ten, I think Tennessee wins that game. But if you're talking about Clemson going down there and beating them, they, they would. I think they would have traded that for anything else that happened last year. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, obviously, they like to remind Vol fans of the score. Yeah, but they ran out of fireworks. Everybody I talk to, it's like not even close, not right. even a second guess. It's Clemson. Well, I mean, let's think about y'all's season last year, right? You yeah. start this year, you have this great win at Pitt. You go to Death Valley, take over the stadium, run them out of the building, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, like, I'm kind of making a joke, but it's it's real because it's a rivalry. And, it, and people forget how intense the Bama-Tennessee rivalry was. I mean, yeah. you 
we didn't like each other for a long time. And I still you, don't. that's fair. I mean, no one hates me as much as I hate myself, so that's fine. That's my <laughs> therapist always says. But like with Tennessee and Bama, that was a very intense rivalry, even though it was kind of streaky. Um, I mean, Tennessee, we, they printed books afterwards about the, like the, the season, and we're halfway through because yeah. of how significant of a win that was. And, and I tell you one thing I do, I do respect about it is there's a little bit from both of those teams, there's a little bit of 2019 LSU feelings about it where, yeah, yeah we went 11-2. and two. We lost to Georgia. We lost to South Carolina. But by God, we won that game. And you cannot take that away from us. And, like, and, and so we're, there's like this feeling of not complacency, but like being content and happy, even though you might not have – got to ultimately where you wanted to be because it's like again a monkey off your back at a yeah. huge program win for two two really young coaches is there a team in the sec that you think everyone's sleeping on i mean mike with alabama for sure <laughs> um i kind of i kind of feel like a&m a little bit i yeah. kind of feel like a&m and i kind of feel like uh like like i don't think mizzou is going to win the sec east yeah but i do think they're going they return eight eight or nine starters, however you want to look at it, on that defense. That was a pretty stingy defense last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think they beat Georgia, obviously, but I didn't think they'd play them that close a year ago either. So uh, I think people are sleeping on, or on Mizzou. I think people are sleeping on A&M just because the roster still has a yeah. ton of talent. And, and, like, man, there's just no way they could be as bad as they were last year. I mean, they were awful. <laughs> they were, that offense was awful. Yeah. Um, still almost beat Bama, beat LSU. Um like you know, close in that Auburn game, I, I think there's a there's a reason. Like if you look at Bobby Petrino's offenses, man, I think a lot of people. I looked into this a little bit just because with Ryan Mallet passing, everyone you know, like you yeah. look back at some of those Arkansas teams, people forget how good those Arkansas teams were because of Bama and LSU yeah. being so good as well. But Bobby Petrino can still dial it up, man, and and I I think that they they will have a big turnaround this year. Yeah. They better hope he do, they do. Give me your hottest take preseason. I'm gonna lose the weight. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> Same with us, man. Yeah. That's our take. Every guys. year. Every year. Um, I might oh, wait, they got cake? Yeah. No. <laughs> I have had. I have had. I've been in Nashville for like a little over 24 hours now, and I've had six hot dogs, which is outrageous. That is not That is not okay. Um, hottest take for this year, I don't think a team from the SEC wins the national title. Wow. I think oh, Ohio yeah. State wins the national title this year. Sorry. <laughs> God, let's get his wow. ass off the show. Well, okay, is, so that is, we can still edit this. You yeah, know? Well, I mean, so, <laughs> I'm sure Mike will find a way to edit it, like to where I say something horrifically bad. Um, no, I, I think I think that Ohio State is going to be way more talented than people yeah. think, and they also get the benefit of playing the Big Ten. Uh, people, Do you think? Like, well, let me ask you on that on that note because last year that's that's what everybody talks about is a game of inches. Mm-hmm. Ohio State barely lost that against Georgia. But then you see Georgia kind of come out, and, and it feels like some of these games that they really are dialed in on, Tennessee mm-hmm. being one of them, mm-hmm. TCU being another, it just feels like they just came out and just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Do you think if Ohio State, knowing what that, the way it happened, if they got down and played the very next week, do you think we still have a close game between Ohio State and Georgia? Oh, man, Georgia fans are going to hate hearing this, but does Marvin Harrison Jr. play the everybody, full game? Everybody's healthy. Ohio, yeah. Ohio State, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, and here's the thing. Georgia knocked him out of mm-hmm. that game, and they won that game. And then, and yeah. after the first quarter, he was—we didn't hear from him, and, and they—and they made the adjustments. People forget that Georgia team is—they is, averaged forty-six point six yeah. points per game against ranked opponents last year. I mean, they were incredible all season, and that includes the Tennessee game where they put, took their foot off the gas for an entire half of the game. Yeah. And it rained. Um, it rained too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard all your fans yeah. talk about that. That—that uh, oh. that was something else. No, I, I think that 
Ohio State was a very good team, and I know what happened at Michigan. Yeah. I, I get all that, or at, ho- at home against Michigan. But Ryan Day is one of the best, probably top three offensive minds in all of college football up there with Sark and with, with Kiffin. And, I, you know, he showed that. And, and especially when you have Stroud and you have all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was just – I said before the season, I said I had Georgia losing to Ohio State in the national championship. Mm-hmm. And that was my prediction. I had Georgia winning the SEC still and all that kind of stuff. And it was pretty close, obviously. It seemed like that was probably the national championship. Yeah. Um, I just think that, like, with with when you have all that talent, like Ryan Day is a great offensive mind, and he also had all the pieces in place that could have beaten that Georgia team. Yeah. But it also takes a you know Herculean effort to beat Kirby Smart in Georgia, and not a lot of people have done it. Actually, only one one team has done it in the last two years. So it's brought to you by Chris from Saturday up north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Sundays Up North. Uh, it's my new website. Um, we appreciate you. Man. Yeah, of course. We man. give you a hard time, but uh, yeah. you really are one of our favorites to talk to. So we love having you on. Tell the audience where to find you before you take off. All right. My home address is 337. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's Vern Funquist. That's for you, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ollie, as always. Hope you're having a great, great week. And if you're not, I hope it only gets worse. But, um, no, I, I – so Vern Funquist on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the podcast is the College Football Uncensored podcast uh, and all that good stuff. And like I always say, every time I'm on here, I'm so happy and proud of you guys for all the, the great work you all have done and, and continued success, man. So cheers to that. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Guys. you.